Blog Talk Radio. Once in a lifetime does a great author set the stage for a wonderful trip into the minds and lives of their characters. Yvonne Mason doesn't just write books, she crafts memorable experiences. Best-selling true crime fiction author Yvonne Mason will leave you on the edge of your seat and checking behind every corner for the weirdos that only real life can breathe. Find her books on Amazon.com and make sure you check out such titles like Dreamcatcher, Failure Was Never an Option, The Pink Canary, and Silent Scream today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday night, March the 14th. This is Off the Chain. Yes, we've been away for a while. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. Things in my life have been kind of insane, but we're back. And hopefully my husband will stay well enough that we can stay back on air because I have missed it. And But, but things have been cranking along, even with me gone for two weeks now, I think. It, they've just been crazy. The the show itself is up to 103,352 listeners, and when you add all the podcasts, we're at 130,000 plus. We are on All Heart Radio under Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and Off the Chain, which is a coup within itself. It is just phenomenal, the things that, that are going on with this show. I've it's not me, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's it's all of y'all. It's it's the the guest and it's the the readers and it's the audience and it's everybody that has made this show what it is. And I am so so humbled. And let me tell you, I'm very very humbled because of the support and the understanding that my guests, who I've had to reschedule their shows, have given me. When I've had to reschedule the shows because of my husband, and, and I am so grateful. That being said, if you want to come on the show, because we are heard in over 100 com- countries, if you want to be on the show, but you're kind of afraid, you know, what am I going to talk about for an hour? I get that all the time. Send me an ad to off the chain radio at yahoo.com, and it can be either an MP3, MP3 file. Or I send it to me in written form, and I can either record it or read it for ten dollars a month. I'm not in it to make a fortune. I am in it to give y'all the exposure that y'all might not otherwise have. And to add to that exposure, ladies and gentlemen, I did a press release the other day, and the press release has gone global, literally go global. It shows up in New Zealand and in Australia and Switzerland. In in the UK, in just about every state in the union, so this show is being heard, seen, and read about, and I and I want to share that with all of y'all. And to add to that, beginning next Tuesday night at eight o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, there will be a podcast that will go live. It's pre-recorded, but it involves my friend G.W. Pomatster and Christian Bale and their song, their show, the Krypton, Krypton Radio Show. And what I did is I'm setting it up as a podcast, and it will go global as well for all of y'all to, to listen to. They talk to entertainers and musicians and artists and talk about the film industry. So I will post that next Tuesday night. 
Now, we are heard on TuneIn Radio, FM.com, um, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, under Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason, and Off the Chain, Spreaker, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, SoundCloud, MixCloud, FN.com, and in places that I don't even put it up. Other third parties put it up. So join us. If you want to be a guest on the show, contact me. We are we are booked through August. We're about to fill up September, so you only have three more months after that. Join us. Have fun with it. Tonight is a returning guest. God love him. He, he's been through so much. We've been through so much. And every time he comes on, he's, he's like me. He has his hand in so many pies. I don't know how he keeps going, but he does. Author Robbie Cox. He lives in sunny Florida where he spends his days, and he can usually be found tucked away on his back porch with a cup of coffee or a glass of Jameson and a cigar while working on his latest manuscript. He has enjoyed a freelance career writing for several magazines, sharing some of his interesting viewpoints on life and those around him. While Robbie enjoys traveling with great friends and their families, most often he can be found at home grilling out and sharing laughs with those who matter most to him. And after publishing his first book in 2013, Robbie realized he was not satisfied with writing in one genre. So Robbie's mind, like mine, works in mysterious ways that only we understand. So he writes a multitude of genres. He is the author of the Warrior of the Way series, an urban fantasy that takes place along the Indian River in Florida, and several contemporary romance series, such as the Rutherford series, Fangirls, and the Harper Twins. He also has a whole bunch of new books coming out. He has also written a paranormal romance, Come Halloween, as well as a Christmas story, Ribbons and Bows. And now he's finishing the Warrior of the Way series. We'll talk about that. He's got six or seven, eight books he's going to release, plus he's got some workshops going on. And so without further ado, welcome, my friend. How are you? Doing good, Ms. Yvonne. Doing good. How about yourself? Well, like you, I'm busy in a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs, juggling too many balls to count and don't have enough hands to catch them all. I'm telling you, it keeps us out of trouble, though. It keeps us out of trouble. Well, now that's debatable. <laughs> that's <True story. laughs> There's always time for trouble. There's always time for trouble. And and I, I can be minding my own business, and, and it just sort of finds me. Oh, don't so, you hate it when that happens? You be, we had that happen recently. I was suddenly... Um, jumbled into something that's like we're sitting here nice and quiet. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and it there it just rears its ugly head like it. I don't know. I guess we get bored or something. It just pops up, and then I have to put out so many different fires like you do. Speaking of <laughs> fires, let's catch up with you. What it's been? What six months since you and I talked? Uh, it was yeah. It was. If not longer than that, I think it was last April or something, wasn't it? Almost a year. It, yeah, yeah, I believe it has been because I had you scheduled. There was a conflict. Then Jack had to have surgery. Then you had to have surgery. And it's just been like two ships passing in the night. We Finally, finally, ladies and gentlemen, I got this man on the radio. I lassoed him just for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we have all been busy. That's for That's for sure. It's been crazy busy here. Well, it it needs to slow down a little bit. 
Just a little bit. I don't bit. know if I got time for it to slow down. I, I, if it slowed down, I'd just get so far behind, it's crazy. Well, What's that but saying? I, you don't I, want to coast into heaven? You want to ride with skidded wheels or something like that? Well, but see, I stay I stay behind. I get, yeah, the, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. But then if I slow down, I forget what I'm doing. So what do you do? <laughs> I'm telling you, I got lists like crazy. And I got the ladies that keep me on task if, I'm, if I lose my list. So. I can well, go slow. I, I like going at a, a fast pace. And it seems like lately I've been getting faster and faster. So I like it. Well, but then we'd spin out of control. Yeah. We would totally spin out of control. All right, so let let's catch up. You took some detours and had to had to put a few things on hold, but now you're back in full force. Not only are you writing like a madman, but you're doing workshops. What kind of workshops are you doing? I have we've um started since you've known me and you're the same way and I think that's why you and I get along so well and some of the other people like Sherry Winsler and Julie Morgan and, and Heather Hildebrand we uh we like to help other people uh, we like to take what we know and say here's where you can stop struggling with what you're doing and get up ahead and I started taking some of that and and putting it into workshops where I can help someone who may not be as far along on the road as I am and, and help them try to, to to navigate those waters um, as far as uh, marketing or readership or um, getting your readers excited and be, making them fans and loyalty and and doing some of that and bringing it about while, while I am learning from other people who are further along than I am. And it's we need to always be in the middle. We need to have people above us that are teaching us and while we take what we know and we teach other people. And um, I'm, this year we've started putting that into practice, and I have at least three to four um, workshops out there that I'm working on, probably five to six out there that I'm working on. I just spoke at the local um, writers group. I've got the Authors for Authors event next month that I'm teaching a workshop on, and then for the Florida Writers Association in um, June, I am working on um, cross-promotion. Um, workshop. So taking everything I've learned and applying it in different areas to help other writers get get further along in their journey. And and let's talk about that for a minute because in a land far, far away and many moons ago when you and I met, and it, it seems like we've known each other forever. <laughs> True story. You, it was only you, 2015. Can you believe that? I know. But it, it seems that like seems we've like always been ago. friends. Yeah. But when I you agree. came I to agree. the when you came to that first event, and bless your heart, you look like a deer in the headlights, and you're not <laughs> the first one that I've I've seen with that look. <laughs> I felt like and, a deer that got ran over and left in the headlights. <laughs> and and all I could think about was, I want to help this this author because. We can't lose an indie author. Our our craft is too important. And what you have done is is you soaked all the information up that that was thrown at you like a ton of bricks, and you've used it and and added your own spin to it. And then you've gone out and 
dropped little seeds and Easter eggs and helped others grow. And in our industry, would it be fair to say that we are the reason that indie authors, and I don't mean us individually, but collectively, those of us that do what we do, that we have helped this this industry become as popular and as credible as it is? You know what? I think you're right there. I would agree with that. I think um, what makes this industry thrive and feel like such a community is the fact that everyone is willing to help everybody else out, at least in my circle. Um, and if they weren't willing, then they probably wouldn't be in my circle. But we um, we like to take and share. There are so many industries out there where they keep everything so close to the, the chest and they hide it and everything else. These are my secrets. I'm not going to tell you how I succeeded. And we're like, here you go. This is this is what this is what's working for me now, and and this is what I did to get me here. And this is what you should do. And if you did this differently, it might give you these results. And and we're not afraid to share and open up. And I've learned. Uh, an amazing amount of, of information, and and I'm learning every day. I, I just every day I spend a certain part of it in research on different marketing techniques and different craft techniques, and and, and building those relationships on both ends with authors as well as readers. And and I think it helps us. It helps give the the industry some legitimacy because we want to succeed. Because my viewpoint has always been, if one of us succeeds, then we all succeed. Because Absolutely. it makes the world look at us and say, these are genuine, real, talented authors. They're not just people who couldn't get a contract. Because um, and, and basically, I've never even tried to get a contract. I'm too much of a control freak. I wanted to do it all myself. Well, and I, I found out years ago that when, if one is unfortunate enough, and I use the term loosely, to get a contract, with one of the big six, we we lose control. We lose control of of the content, of the cover, of the marketing. You can't even go and say, I want to do a book signing here because so-and-so asked me, because they say, no, they have to go through us, and if we don't think it's profitable, it's not going to happen. Well, if you sell one book, it's profitable because your name's out there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. The reason that I, I brought that up tonight is a friend of mine, who is also an indie author, was figuratively slapped down on Facebook in a, in a, in a thread because she was promoting her book. And, and this male-type person said, oh, you're, you're a, what did he call her? You're a self-published author. I don't read anything but traditional publishers because y'all are not worth reading. <laughs> I'd like to know that that man's name was. We actually got an email recently from Space Coast for Space Coast Book Letters. Somebody saying the same thing. We have real authors there. And and I'm going really. Have you bothered to even look at our writings? Have you opened your mind up? Are you just a book snob? And that's what they are. They're book snobs. They're not going to read anything outside of their little window. And they miss out on so many wonderful, wonderful books. I agree with you. And it's the indie community is such that, I mean, look at some of the movies that are being made. They're made from indie authored books. Um, yes. 
put out by indie author indie indie movie houses and stuff like that. I mean, it's the it's the world where technology is such that now that you don't have to succumb to somebody else telling you how you have to do it, or you need to do this in order to, or we're not going to pay attention to you. Now you can take the reins of your own career and your own future and make it what you want, as long as you're willing to put in the work and the, excuse me, the sweat and the tears, you can do it. And quite often that, I, I mean, I've read some traditionally published authors that I'm, I'm wondering, how did they ever get signed? You know? And so Thank it's, you. just because you got signed by a house doesn't mean that you're talented. It just means you won the luck of the draw and you got signed. It, it just means an agent that got a hold of your book, that was a genre they happened to like. And so they pushed it. There were, and like you, I've, I've, picked up some traditionally published books and I'm going, how in the world? Mm-hmm. How did this ever get out there? But then we as a society have been brainwashed to read only what traditional houses put out. Nothing ever is mm-hmm. good enough because they tell us what to read because they only publish what they want us to read. Well, guess what? We broke that ceiling a long time ago and then just drugged the rest of y'all with us. <laughs> Exactly. And, and there's a danger to that as well. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Just because everybody can publish, everybody is publishing. So there is a lot of un. There's a lot of uh, bad books out there in the in the community as well. Just like there is in the traditional, because like I said, it's so easy to do nowadays. So I'm very big on. Uh, and when anybody asks me, my my daughter-in-law wants to be an author now, and she's. Um, She's starting this, and my my first advice is learn your craft, learn what uh-huh. it is to to tell a story, learn what it is, learn your grammar, learn your learn the basics, learn how to put a story together, read these books, get involved. Don't just write it down and, and send it out into the world. Study it and pay your dues like everybody else. And um, so there is a catch twenty two there, but I think the indie world is such that there are some amazing, talented authors that you and I both know. And, and oh, uh, they're doing such a great job for the community. With everything and and with that being said, I am going to promote a couple of those as we play a couple <laughs> of ads. And then we're going to come back and talk about <coughs> some things in the indie community that we have to do as indie authors. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Sometimes. You see something which changes the course of your life forever. For Sam Holden, that something was the body of an abused dog on the side of the road, dumped there like garbage, without a name. Follow Sam as she becomes a vigilante for abused animals, always hunting for the monster who started it all. No matter where her cause leads her, she never forgets the faceless man who ignited her rage. When the two finally come together, who will survive? Doggone is the first in Diane Moat's thriller series, which reviewers are calling action-packed and suspenseful and hard to put down. Doggone can be found on Amazon Kindle. For all Diane Moat's other novels, check out her author page at dianemoatauthor.com. Inside Your Life with Cece is a motivational, passionate conversation. Cece interviews people who are living their true purpose whether it be a professional boxer, an author, or a history enthusiast. She strives to give you hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. 
Download, subscribe, and listen as CC guides you to pursue your dreams and for you to live your best life. This fantastic show is available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere. Podcasts are available. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree. It's a hoot. And we are back. This is off your off the chain with your host Yvonne Mason and my guest and friend and fellow author Robbie Cox. And we are discussing things in the indie community because we both have such a love for the indie community, not just in books, but in music and film in art, in, in the avenues, Robbie, are so open now, like we were discussing earlier, because I think we created an exposure that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Well, technology, social media, Facebook, I mean, that's actually how I learned how to go to an event at first was we just started Googling it. We became friends with different authors and, and looked at what they did at their tables and everything else, and then took that and twisted it to fit our our brand and our name. And, and would it be fair to say that anything in, with anything in life, but especially in, in, in this craft, that you don't know the answer to the question unless you ask the question? And, yeah, we can sit and say, well, what if they say no? Well, what if the world comes to an end? You don't know if they're going to say no unless you ask, and nine times out of ten, they don't say no. Yeah, as I said earlier, the the best thing I like about the people that I've surrounded myself with and the people that I get to know and come in contact with and and meet at these events is it's all about sharing. It's all about um, giving of themselves to help their their colleague and their peer to get better at what they're doing and and to increase the population and and the authors and everything else because the cream is always going to rise to the top. So giving out um, information isn't like you're sharing drastic secrets. As I, I said this at the last workshop that I taught, is we are not each other's competition. Readers are going to read more uh, books a year than I can put out. So they're not just going to – for me to think that if I, if I help this other author succeed, I'm hurting me, is just a, a bad form of logic. They're, they're going to buy us all up. And, and not only is it a bad form of logic, but it's a total lack of self-confidence in one's ability yeah. to put out quality work and to Agreed. stand tall and rise to the top. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's it's Insecure people, I think, are the ones that keep everything close to the chest and don't share and don't want to talk about anything because they're afraid, well, what if you, you're better at it than I am? And and my philosophy is, I hope you're better at it than I am. Then I can learn what you're doing, and I can ride your coattails for a while. So it's, it's all go. about sharing the ideas. Yeah, it's it's all about sharing the ideas and getting it out there and and opening up and 
and being friendly and approachable. Um, the one thing I, I got a joke that I tell among other people is I cannot handle anybody who is more arrogant than I am. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, and that's, uh, it's, you got to be open and willing to talk and, and joke around with people and, and, be willing to sit down and have a cup of coffee or a drink and, and network and don't think that you're the answer to everything. I, I just, I, those mentalities I don't get. Well, me either, because none of us are perfect and none of us have all the answers to all the questions. And most of us don't even know half the questions. So for us, mm-hmm. for any one of us to think that we're, so highly intelligent and intellectual that we've got all the answers. We're not only fooling ourselves, but we're looking like complete and total idiots, and we will definitely fail in the long run. Mm-hmm. And we're all at different stages upon the journey, and I think that's what a lot of people who are mentoring need to understand as well is is you have some that are just starting that don't even know the uh, – the, uh, diagram of a book, the difference between front matter and the body and the back matter and what about the author and prologue. They don't understand some of that stuff. And Then you got some that are deeper into the marketing and, and need to know Facebook and Amazon ads and keywords. And then you got some that are – we're just all at different stages with our, with our knowledge of the industry. And I think um, being afraid to ask only hurts yourself more than anything. It keeps you behind. Oh, absolutely. I learn something new every day from all of Mm y'all. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, when when we first started this show almost two years ago, it'll be two years, July the 20th, when we first started this show, Robbie was one of the first people that I asked to be on the show. And Robbie brought more people. And and this is how we help each other. I, I asked people to come on the show, then... They put the word out, and before you know it, the email is blown up, my Facebook is blown up, and, and I'm tickled to death because it only makes them look even better than they already are. And the word is out there, and their books are out there. And, Robbie, I just thank you so, so much for your support, your continued support, and, and your friendship. It, it You just don't know how much it means to me. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Like I said, it's I love doing things for other people just like you. And, and I saw the opportunity to help others get their name out, and, and they do the same for me. So it's it's all about um, us helping each other. You, you've helped us by letting us get our, talk about our books and our workshops and our, our name and our brand. And just like, hey, Yvonne's got a great show. Go give it to her. So I'll be definitely passing the name around. And speaking of brand, and this is what I ha- and I, I know in your workshops you've run across this too, in that our product is not our brand, and people don't understand that when when I talk to them and they say, well, I want to write a book, I want to, and I'll say, well, that's not your brand, and they look at me like I have two heads. That's just the byproduct. We're the brand. <laughs> yeah, I I actually just got through talking about this. At a, at a workshop here last month, whereas you're not really selling your books, you're selling yourself. And um, exactly. if you're building those, if you're building building those relationships and letting people, today's technology, day and age, social media, uh, the reader wants to get in and get a glimpse of what you're doing. They want to see the cat pictures and the what you're having for dinner and where you, that you're sitting at the coffee shop, and and they want a glimpse inside behind the scenes. And 
that, and you're still you're selling yourself. So if you're not going to get out in front, then you're going to get left behind a little bit from everybody else. Because I have a great time. Um, I shared this event where because I'm so active on social media with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything else. My 50th birthday party a couple years ago, and, and I know I don't look anything over 20, but my 50th birthday party uh, a couple of years ago, we had some authors and some readers and everybody there, along with family and, and local friends and stuff. I had gotten, I had received so many bottles of Jameson and cigars and the Disney knickknacks and stuff like that because of what people knew about me from social media. And yep. stuff like that. They knew what to get me. So it's they. You're selling yourself more than you are selling your books. And when they fall in love with you, they're going to fall in love with your stories because it's an extension of you. And and sadly, author, even even traditional authors fail in that arena because they are afraid to expose themselves. And and you've known me long enough. What you see is what you get. I'm the same on the show as I am at an event or I am here at the house. There's no difference. And you're the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see any sense in being anything different. I think I think problem part of the problem with the traditional publish is they're they're not u- used to having to do it like we are. For the indie author, it, it is how we get ourselves out there. We don't have the big five behind us, pushing us and marketing for us and, and assign, giving us into events and stuff like that. We have to do it all ourselves. So we are more open to those type of environments and ideas because we have to be open to those types of environments and we're used to it. Whereas, like I said, I don't think a lot of the traditionally published are because somebody else does it for them. And, and we also have to learn how to evolve and be resilient. Yeah, if you can't change with the times, you're going to get left behind. And, and oh. this industry changes so fast, so often that you just you have to keep your nose to the grindstone and and get keep caught up on all the trends. And you have to be willing to take that chance because if you're not willing to take a chance, then you're you're not ever going to get anywhere. You have to be willing to go to that event when you don't know what the hell you're doing and and hope the hell that nobody laughs at you, which if they did, I would send the flying monkeys after them. But you've got to be willing to jump into that pool. <laughs> it, it, the events are great. I mean, I'll be honest. I love going to these events and, and meeting the readers. I mean, I love powwowing with the authors behind the scenes. And some of the best networking happens at the bar over a drink. But going to the event and meeting the readers is is some of the highlight of my, my year because there are just so many enthusiastic people out there that you can't come away without feeling pumped up and ready to get back to that keyboard and keep writing to keep these people engaged. And and um, I just love it. I've had so many great experiences meeting the readers, and, and some of them travel hours to come see me and stuff, which is humbling and ego-boosting mm-hmm. at the same time. And and you don't want to let them down, so you strive to do your best. And um, I've told you um, before the show that i got a reader's group, Robbie's Rascals, on Facebook. It's a closed group. Anybody can join it, though, just by asking permission, Robbie's Rascals. But these people in this group, uh, majority of them are ladies. There's a few men in there. And they have done so much for me um, 
that I am just humbled by their willingness to help me talk about my books to other people. It's um, I had surgery last year in October, and unbeknownst to me when we scheduled the surgery, I also had a release day scheduled the exact same day. And I could, there wasn't anything I was going to be able to do to get the news of the book out on release day because I was going to be drugged up and cut open. But um, this group, my readers group on Facebook, took the reins and did everything for me. They blasted it out to blogs and they blasted it out all over Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and posted reviews and, and spread the news about it so that when I came out of surgery and out of the anesthesia, I was amazed at the results and, and decided I probably should step out of the way most of the time. From <laughs> but <laughs> get me out of the way. That's the problem. Um, they did great, and, and those are the people I don't want to disappoint, and that's why we do what we do, and you invest in the readers. And I agree, It's it because I can't do events anymore except the one up in Cocoa, and we're going to get to that shortly. I miss that. I miss that interaction with, with the people that come by the table and, and are interested, and they may say, well, I don't read this dark stuff, but I might read this, or... I read romance. Well, go over there and see Robbie. He's got a whole table full. <laughs> and people remember that. But I don't say, well, I don't know anybody sells romance, and then send them on their way. We don't do that to each other. Mm-mm, no. If I can recommend other people at the event that I'm at, then I am more than happy to do that. Because even if I sell the same thing, you like this, you know what? You should go check out them. You're going to love their books, too. Because, I mean, that's to me, that's what it all It's paying it forward. It's exactly. It's and that's why we do this wonderful show that y'all have made successful. It's not me. This is not my show. This is y'all's show. This is your show and Sherry's show and, and GW's show and all the other authors we have on here. This is y'all's show, and y'all are the ones that have sent it globally and got us 130,000-plus listeners all over the world. And I thank you for that. It's a pleasure. I love it. I love this opportunity. <laughs> we, we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, and run our last two ads, and then we're going to come back and talk about Robbie's long, long list of books. This man has been one <laughs> busy author. So we'll be right back. And Ramona, the lovable narcissist from the Women's Cave Podcast, inviting you to join us in person or streaming at the Inspirational Women in Literature Conference on March 17th. Get tickets to the conference, buy our book, or watch the TV show Just Right in Life at andwethought.com or thewomenscave.com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade. Former Boston PD Captain Stanford Carter and his wife, forensic scientist Jill Seacrest, have decided to move to the Big Apple to accept positions with the New York branch of the FBI. Rookie agent Shania Deeprose completes the trinity as they collide head-on with raging and rampant social, political, and economic unrest amid a string of murders that seem unrelated and may be serial, copycat, thrill, or 
hate-driven as they struggle to understand the mind and thought process of the orchestrators, killers, and victims, the team begins to wonder who's who. The line between black and white, superior and subordinate, right and wrong, and good and evil disappears as they are forced to reevaluate their own thoughts, feelings, and philosophies. Ultimately, every character must come to their own conclusions to these questions. Is justice ever more important than the law? Is playing God justifiable if it's for the greater good of all? Come along for the ride to see if Agent Carter will decide to stick to being a hunter or become judge, jury, and executioner instead. Find the answers to these questions when you read the new book, The Killing Collective. The Killing Collective is a character-driven story with big characters with depth. They're soul-searching in addition to the biggest case of the agent's careers. The Killing Collective, available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions. Order your copy today. And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest and friend, author Robbie Cox. We've been talking about a myriad of things, but now, ladies and gentlemen, no, y'all cannot go look his books up yet, because if you do, you're going to miss it. I'm telling you, you're going to miss it. You have been writing like a madman. I've definitely been staying busy, that's for sure. So So don't have to justify me staying home all day. <laughs> so you gotta write or else get murdered by by the the women That's in your life. It. I I see. Mm-hmm. I either have to write or I either have to write or get a real job. One or the other. It's, so. and, and you'd rather write. I'm I'm sure. Right? I'd rather write. I'd rather write. I'd rather write. So let's talk about. We're gonna we're gonna preface what you've got coming out with what you already have out because all of your books or most of your books um, are series, correct? Um, As of right now, I think everything out is part of a series, yes. So let's talk about the books. Let's start with the Warrior series because that's my favorite series. That was the first book I ever read of yours. Yeah, you actually bought it that first event we met. I remember that. Yes. Yep. Where the way is a Where the way is a fun fun series. Actually, I've been hounded to get the the each one out um, in my readers group, and I'm happy to announce there's two out right now: Reaping the Harvest and Lore Master. And the third one, The Warrior's Blade, will be released the first of June. We are actually releasing the paperback. First, which is I think unusual in the in the community. Usually, it's usually the ebook first. We're actually releasing the paperback first, and it's going to be sold only at Space Coast Book Lovers event in June, the first of June, June first, um, at that release day party with nine other authors are releasing their books the same day, and then the Tuesday after that, June fifth, it'll be released ebook on Amazon. Let's talk about that series a minute, because like I said, that was the first book of yours that I read, and I stayed up all night reading that book, cussing you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually because, got a text from my son that was upset when he finished the book, too. So. Because I could not put that book down. For the folks who've been hiding under a rock and, and don't know 
who Robbie Cox is and and about this series. Tell the folks about this series. Well, the the story it started out as a short story, but there was so much left untold that we enlarged it to a novella. It's Richard Bartlett is a man who just wants to be left alone. He's about to be engaged. He's his life is on track. He has a successful moving business. He's he's ready and set with the next phase of his life. And and on the way home from a job, he comes across a dying elf and who's being attacked by um, gargoyles and torn to shreds. And he's handed a, a magical sword, the guardian sword, and the elf doesn't understand why a human's there, not an elf, but he says, you need to take the sword and get away. And Richard runs. But the minute that the elf handed Richard the sword, Richard was bonded to the sword, so he cannot get rid of the sword until he dies. So now he's stuck in this battle um, with demons, the demon Vargas in Reaping the Harvest, um, to protect his city, to keep a gateway into the nether, which is a, a, an evil place, from happening in his city to allow the creatures of the board to come in. So he's not wanting to be a part of this battle, but he's stuck being a part of this battle. And he can't tell his fiance about it. She thinks he's sneaking off to see another woman and it just gets chaotic and, and the battle ensues and Richard has to, Richard loses everything in order to protect his, his um, city. So the second book continues the journey. The second book continues the journey. Um, Reaping the Harvest has a very traumatic um, traumatic and satisfying ending mix. It's going to be weird when you read it to understand that. But Lore Master actually picks up where Reaping the Harvest leaves off. And there are some surprises that I can't give away unless you, unless you read the book, but Books never end and stay ended the way that they end. I'll say that. So you need to keep – let's put – Rennie is not gone, um, and she continues to be a presence in the Lord Master. And there's a, a elf who's like a teenager who's apprenticing. To that. He's the Lord Master, and uh, he's just like a teenager with all these new gadgets and everything else. And there are new demons and new battles. And Car- uh, Richard's brother, who is a criminal, comes in – into the play and there's just a big um each of the books tell teaches different things and reaping the harvest the the theme was not everything is as you see it i reversed the roles the hooker was the good person and the uh pastor was the bad person and lore master um i continue that theme but i also spread and i add the theme that you, you can't get through this life on your own and Richard has to come to, to terms with the fact that he can't fight this battle by himself. He needs everybody from the first book and all the new people that he meets in the second book. We have a, cult, a coven of witches that gets involved and um, some other fairy creatures and some local citizens, some humans actually join the battle. And he needs all of them in order to defeat the next demon that's come to take over his town. Okay, I'm like, no, y'all can't. If I can't go get the book now, y'all can't go get the book now. So y'all just going to have to wait because then the third book will be out June the 5th if they don't come to the release party up in Coco. And we're going to tell y'all where we're going to be in Coco the weekend of June, um, May 30th through June 3rd. We'll be at the International Palms at the um, 
Space Coast Lovers book event. So yes. the, the third book, is that the last book in the series? Oh, no. There'll be a, um, there's another book after that called Siren Song that'll be coming out. I'm actually doing a prequel um, titled A Warrior Born, which will tell how Richard actually became a warrior. And then there's several spinoff series. The, Cal- the witches get their own series called The Cauldron Coven. Um, Carl's, uh, Richard's brother Carl will have his own book. And it, there's several ideas to continue. As long as there's folklore and mythology to pull from, there will be stories um, in The Warrior of the Way. So, no, see, if you like fantasy, if you like witches, if you like warlocks, if you like magic, if you like battles, you're going to love these books, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm going to tell you, yeah, I stayed awake all night because where Robbie set this book is pretty close to where I live. And it it, it yeah. makes it so much fun when when you can relate to, to a book because of the, the geography and the demographics of the book. So get those books. But you'll have to wait on the third one now unless you come see us in June up at Cocoa Beach. So you also have the Fangirl series, right? I do. The Fangirl series is complete. We did it. Um, we ended it last year. Actually, we put the collection out last year. It ended in uh, 2016. It was a series of deals with uh, relationships at an author event, Um as a matter of fact, between authors and readers, cover models and authors, just the crushes that happen as people want to take the romance from the pages and put it into their real life. They're very short reads. We actually call them our lunch break reads. My biggest compliment about these books has been in the reviews that they can enjoy these books as they are on their commute to work on a train or while they're on their lunch break or right before dinner, and they get a whole story and uh, they don't have to end it and pause it and get frustrated because they have to put the book down because life interferes. I understand that. Yeah. That's why I read late at night. <laughs> the the witch series, you've got a new one coming out, have, unless it's already out, A Witch in Time. Now, is that a new one that's out, or is it coming out? A Witch in Time should be released in the fall of this year. It um, The series started, is well, the, the characters originated in Halloween Seduction, which is um, two Halloween stories. Um, the first one was a paranormal romance come, come, called Come Halloween, and uh, it's about a lady who lost her husband but found a witch who could bring him back on the anniversary of his death every year, which just happened to be Halloween. Um, and the, the readers loved the witches, so when I was asked to write for an anthology, um, Infinite Possibilities, I took the witches and gave them their own little origin story basically it's six chapters this story is out uh, under my own name right now called enter the witch um, and it spawns the witches of savannah series so the witches of savannah will follow these witches in a whole new realm of possibilities and it's strictly um, paranormal it will not be um, romance or adult romance or anything like that it's strictly a paranormal witches I read Enter the Witch, and when I got to the end of it, I went, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> because that was actually I'm a going, fun anthology to write for because there were seven authors involved, and we all were given the very first opening line of the story. So all of our stories started with the exact same opening line, 
and then we all took the story wherever we wanted to take it. And and so I created this. But yeah, there will be at least three to six stories in the Witches of Savannah series. Now, I saw one I had not seen before. What is Circle of Justice? Circle of Justice is actually a short story. That was actually the very first um, thing I published back in 2011. Um, it's Supposed to be free, although I noticed today that Amazon was charging for it, so I got to yell at them and tell them to put it free again. Um, basically, it's a short story that follows the path of a gun in different hands and the motivation be- behind why people would use it, um, from criminal to self-defense to um, desperation to accident. And um, and the circle. The reason it's called Circle of Justice is because the the gun makes a complete circle from beginning to end. And uh, you have to read it to understand. But um, I've gotten great compliments on it. But it's also in the book, after Circle of Justice, I have also added the first chapter of most of my series behind it, which is why I give it away free. I don't want people to pay for just the first chapter of books. And um, so they can sample Reaping the Harvest or Losing Faith or Come Halloween or Civic Library and all these other books, they can sample the first chapter and then decide if they want to buy it. Oh, you're an evil man. You are, an, <laughs> you are an evil, evil man. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I can get away with saying that because I know him. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if y'all are like me, I read the first chapter, the teaser of the book, the first chapter of the book, and then I'm going... You know, I, I, I just got to go find the rest of this story because I can't sleep now. <laughs> oh, you're evil. I do the same thing. I do the same you thing. You are so evil. All right, so tell the folks where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing. Our next event is the Meet the Authors Workshop Conference um, in April, the, like April 21st, 22nd, I believe. Uh, it's in Melbourne, Florida at the Hilton by the airport. Uh, we will be, I will be teaching on Saturday, giving a workshop, I think, twice that day on um, rela- relationships with readers lead to fans. I need to shorten that title, but that's what it is. And then uh, we'll have a book signing on Sunday. And then June 1st, we will be at um, Space Coast Book Lovers. Um, it's actually, I think, May 30th to June 2nd uh-huh. or May 31st. May June 30th through June 3rd. Yeah. I'm going to yell that for not knowing those exact dates. But it's a fantastic event. We held the first one last year, and it was fantastic. We had over 70 authors. We had 400 readers. We had bloggers and cover models and photographers and and just everything was wrapped around this event it was great um a lot of energy a lot of um vibrancy to it and uh this year is going to be even bigger and better we've uh, the host terry Edney and her crew has done an amazing job um there's some secret events planned so i'm not allowed to say but boy people are going to be surprised when they when they show up 10 authors are going to be releasing their books for the very first time at this event never before seen so it's not like it's been published somewhere else and now we're just bundling it up and putting it here these are brand new material um for a big release day party and then there's s'mores at the event there's uh, dessert with bloggers there's just all kinds of uh, fun activities involved workshops and panels and 
and it's going to be a great time. And then um, and there, there's the mad volleyball game. There is a mad volleyball game. I keep score. I I, I don't play, but um, some of the younger, more energetic people get out there and, and uh, beat the ball around. They have a great time. Last year, we actually had a rocket launch during the event. We're hoping that um, that lucks out this year as well. But, um, yeah, that's just windows Palms on my Resort. room. Yeah, it, it's at the International Palms Resort, which we love this resort because it has a very beachy feel to it, and that's what we wanted. We wanted something that made you feel like you were at the beach, and the resort does. It's not a sterile um environment like Hilton or anything else, which nothing wrong with those those um, venues. It's just not what we were going for um, for Space Coast Book Lovers. And, and, and that uh, is my favorite are, hotel in the world, Robbie. We go there a lot with the Florida Senate. Yeah. And it just the people are so, so nice. And it's just my absolute favorite hotel in the world. They're just so good to all of us. And they love having. And they've been doing a good job. Yeah, and they've been doing a good job of renovating a lot of things recently. So it's it's going to be even better than last year. We've been guaranteed some things. So um, we're looking forward to. Terry loves working with them. They've always been very helpful, and uh, very flexible in everything that we do. So it's it's going to be a dynamic event. I'm really excited about it. It's it to me. It's my first big event of the year, and um, and I'm happy to to have it that way. Amen. Now tell the folks where you can be found on social media because you like me. All they have to do is plug in your name and you just pop up everywhere. Um, I, I am on Facebook. Uh, all you have to do is look up author Robbie Cox um, and, I'll, uh, and you'll find me. Um, if you want to be a part of my readers group, I'd love to have you. We have a lot of fun in there. We do giveaways. We have other authors come in and talk. We do um, they're part of my art team. Advanced copies. They've helped me pick out covers, name characters of books, and everything else. Just look up uh, Robbie's Rascals, R-O-B-B-I-E, apostrophe uh, S Rascals, and uh, feel free to join. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Cox Robbie. Um, I tweet on there, and Instagram um, is the same, Robbie Cox 66. So come join me. I'd love to have you at my website www.robbycox.net and then you can sign up for my newsletter and if you sign up for my newsletter you get a free copy uh, ebook copy of Enter the Witch and and ladies and gentlemen I'm telling you I've known this man it seems like forever even though it's just been since 2015 you would think <laughs> it's been 20 years okay. he, he is a phenomenal phenomenal author and just an all around nice person and if you're if you're up in Melbourne, in that area, and you want to write, contact Robbie because he like he's like me. We love paying it forward, don't we, Robbie? It's it's gratifying. I agree. It's nothing better to help somebody else overcome the hurdles you had to overcome. And it's been a journey. I've I've been in I've been out there since the nineties. That's when I first started getting rejected. Actually, before that, it was the 80s. I started getting rejected. And so I've been out there a long time and have seen things change, and I would take absolutely nothing for where we are today as an indie community. And that's back in the days where they didn't expect you to get paid for your work, too. I I mean, I did the same thing. I worked on freelance magazines and pitching, and they're like, yeah, we'll pay you in a copy of the magazine. 
Yeah. You're like, that's not going to satisfy my landlord. So today. <laughs> they won't pay my yeah. won't pay my bills. Yeah. Nope, nope. And and I had so many rejection letters. I could I could paper my house. And when mm-hmm. I found out I could take control of my own destiny, I it was like the light bulb went off and. It's a state on ever since, and I would take nothing for, and I would take nothing for the friendships I've made in this industry. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been part of an indie community, it's not like anything else that that you've ever been a part of. Am I right? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I love the people I, I am associated with in this community. It's it's fantastic. I wouldn't trade them for the world. So if anybody tells you that. Indie authors are not worth reading. Please send them to Robbie and I, and we will give them an education in good manners and in good reads in a hurry. Correct, sir? Amen, amen. Yes. So, so ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of our show, and um, Robbie, don't hang up when, when we go dark, but I want to thank you so much, my friend, for finally getting back on the show with me and I want you to come back in September or October. You tell me what you've got open and I'll make it happen because you've got more books coming out. You've got a whole lot of stuff going on and and I want to get you back on before the end of the year. You're that important to me. Um, Tomorrow night. Letting you try to keep you away. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, a very good friend of mine who is uh, a retired author, as well as uh, a lot of other artistic things. Andrea Dingbenskoyak will be on here. And if you've never heard Andrea and I talk, it's a hoot and a half. So join us at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And you all know that I say a few things before I close the show at night because I believe in these things. And I want to share them, and I want you all to put them to good use. And, and one of those things is, Please don't just feel special. Be special, because if you only feel special, you will never be special. Feelings are just an emotion that pass in the night. You have to look at yourself and say, I am special, and convince yourself of it. And the difference between who you are today and who you want to be tomorrow or even next week is what you do in between. So if you want to change the way that you act, feel, think, or work, or play, and you want to do something different, then change what you do. Because if you keep doing the same old thing over and over again, you're going to get the same result. And Robbie will also tell you this. If you want to achieve greatness, stop asking permission because nobody's going to give it to you. Because most people are very comfortable being in their little rut and they want you down there with them. So if you want to achieve greatness, do like the rest of us do in this community. Go out and grab it. And and bring people along with you because the journey is so much fun when you have company. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And how you leave others feeling after having had an experience with you, ladies and gentlemen, that does become your trademark. People will forget your name. They will forget what you look like. They will forget what you're wearing. But I can promise you this. They will never, ever, ever forget the way that you have made them feel. Is that true, Robbie? That it is. That it is. So on your... On your journeys, ladies and gentlemen, always go out of your way to make someone feel different because you don't know what journey they are on. And you may save someone's life just by telling them that they have a beautiful smile. So with that being said, 
I want to again thank my guest, author Robbie Cox. Go and get his books. Go and see him at Authors to Authors up in Melbourne in April. Go see him at Space Coast Book Lovers event in June. I'll be there, Lord willing, and nothing happens to my husband between now and then. And until tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Savings Time, yes, we have changed the time again. This is your host, Yvonne Mason with Off the Chain, and my guest, Robbie Cox, and we say a wonderful good evening. We're now off the air, but of course you know everything we say is going to go up in the archive part of the show. But as soon as we get off of the thing archives, I'll tag you in the link, and then tomorrow I'll tag you in all the podcasts, and I will also tag you on the um, with the iHeart podcast shows, the Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and Off the Chain, because both of those are on iHeart Radio. Sounds good. I love it. And let's watch us fly. Now, in September, um, (laughs) let's see what I've got in September, because I want you back, and I want to get you booked before Augustus Field, gone September. Okay. What I have every Saturday night open but the 29th, and then I have the week of the 19th and the week of the 26th open. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, do, it. let's do it the 19th. How's that sound? The 19th? That works for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll put it in. Off the chain, 8 o'clock. Writing it in right now. All right. I did, too. So we are, <laughs> we are buttoned up and ready to go, as they say. Sounds good. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, my friend, and thank you for spending an hour with me. I appreciate it so much, and I can't wait to get you back, and I can't wait to see you in June. And give the girls a hug for me. I'm looking forward to it. I will definitely do it, and I hope Jack starts feeling better. Me too. Either that or I'm just going to cut his head off and put it in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. We will talk to you later, my friend. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.